Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. It was 60 years ago this week that Dallas killed our president. And this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, a different look on that historic event. We visit with Danny Fingeroth. The book is Jack Ruby, The Many Faces of Oswald's Assassin. Danny, what do we most need to know about Jack Ruby? Oh, we need to know that he's not just a guy in that famous photo, which ironically, the guy's most famous moment, his back is to the camera. But we need to know that he was, I mean, he was not, an, I don't think he was an admirable guy. He had some admirable qualities, but he was a, you know, he was a real breathing, living human who had uh, a life and family and friends and and people that uh, that his actions affected globally and nationally, but also personally. As you did your research and as you've come to know him, what was his mindset leading up to the killing? Um, well, he was very, very. Um, he was in a, he was in a bad spot in his life. He owed the IRS uh, forty thousand dollars. He owed other monies. Um, you know, it's highly likely he owed money to various uh, um, mob or mob-related uh, entities. His clubs were not doing well. His personal life was going badly. Um, he was um, living in a not great place and still uh, took in a roommate to help make the rent. So he was, he was, he was in, a, in, in, a, in a negative place and... Um, and 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 so I think he, you know, one way to look at it is that this might have been his way out. You know that that he wanted to be a hero, he wanted to be the guy that killed the guy that killed the president, and then go out in a blaze of glory. Because whatever his reasons or motivations or possible, you know, um, associates in this in this thing he did, and I'm not saying there were, but even if you think there were, how could he not be shot the second he would? shoot Oswald, how could in a room full of police he not be uh, killed himself in a hail of fire? But he wasn't. This is the voice of Danny Fingeroth. We're talking about Jack Ruby, the many faces of Oswald's assassin this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. So you mentioned the fact that he had family and friends. What was their reaction to all of this? Well, try to imagine your craziest relative unless you yourself are your craziest relative, but try to imagine your craziest relative and you're watching TV in the aftermath of a presidential assassination. And suddenly your crazy cousin, Jack, you know, bursts into the picture and. Seven siblings. Um, he didn't have any children of his own, but he had uh, seven brothers and sisters and and so just imagine that you're one of those siblings watching this and it's like, oh, Jack, what have you done now? <laughs> you know, and that's really, you know, they had this complicated squabbling relationship, but they banded together because they didn't want their brother to die in the electric chair. You know, I mean, so that that's that's certainly one aspect uh, of, of how his family reacted. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're available 24 hours a day at whdc.com. As we head into the holidays, I would love to spotlight family-owned businesses 
or artists, you can reach out and let me know if you have a suggestion. And if you have a smart speaker, ask it to play Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. You'll never miss an episode. We visit with Danny Fingeroth today. We're talking about Jack Ruby, the many faces of Oswald's assassin, 60 years after November 22nd, 1963. You mentioned that he had debts to the mob and to others. Was he part of the mob? You know, the mob doesn't really hand out membership cards. So, um, I don't, you know, it, uh, he seems to have certainly been mob associated since childhood, really, since as a kid running errands for Al Capone with his uh, best friend, uh, the legendary uh, boxer Barney Ross. Um, so, it, 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 you know, yeah, by circumstantial evidence, you would have to say he was mob associated. Um, I, when, I, when I asked one of his uh, nephews, if uh, he thought his uncle was in the mob, he he kind of gave um, his answer was sort of um, what he what he himself even called the smartest answer. But he's, you know, he thought his he thought his uncle's main association with the mob was being uh, exploited by them and uh, leaned on by them for money and payoffs and just to keep his clubs going. So he didn't he didn't seem he didn't think uh, that you know he was a made member um you know even of the jewish mob as opposed to the italian mob but um but he you know the nephew did leave room for the possibility you know so it's like i said they don't hand out membership cards but a lot of a lot of jack's associates and behavior would lead one to think he was you know involved uh pretty deeply at times with the mob we wind up with Danny Fingeroth this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Most of us know Ruby from the video and from the famous photo. What do we not know about how it ended for him? In other words, after he's taken out of that basement where that famous photo takes place, how does it end for him? You know, it ends. It, there's a initially he's hailed as a hero by some people. He, he gets he's inundated with fan mail. Um, and then he goes on trial and, um, it, at a certain point after not too long, people almost seem to think that he killed Kennedy, you know, because they, they didn't have the chance to put Oswald on trial. A lot of public sentiment tree suddenly shifts. And then he has this trial and his, he has this famous uh, lawyer, Melvin Bell. I try a very. Uh, esoteric defense that doesn't work something called psychomotor epilepsy he's convicted um and sentenced to death and then he spends the next three years while his appeal is going on so i think what most people don't know was that he lived for another three years and that he wouldn't stop uh, talking to anybody coming to visit him or to the press he was very accessible and yet nobody seemed to have taken a shot at him but you can see his mental deterioration and he did testify ultimately to the Warren Commission in this almost Shakespearean uh, um, series of, uh, of word salad that ultimately makes very little sense. Uh, people try to read meaning into it. There's a lot of interpretation. So I think that he lived so long, spoke so much, and was so visible and uh, on the record, including with his rabbi who visited him, who shared uh, his notes with me from his visits to Jack that I talk about in the book. So I think that's the biggest surprise, how, as opposed to Oswald, who had two days and didn't say anything, said very little publicly and nothing uh, that was recorded, Ruby, you couldn't shut him up. 
The book is The Many Faces of Oswald's Assassin. Jack Ruby, we visit with Danny Figueroa. Thanks for your time today on Hearing Voices. Thank you so much. I love the name of your show.